The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, my name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode of the Voice of Search podcast, I'm going to be discussing where e-commerce SEO is going. Joining me today is Kevin Indig, who is an independent growth advisor who helps companies develop scalable growth strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's my conversation with Kevin Indy, Growth Advisor. Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. Tyson, thanks for having me. Now, today we're going to be diving into e-commerce. Now, I know this is a space that you've spent quite a bit of time in your career. You've worked with a variety of the top players in the space. So one, I think you're coming from this from just an excellent perspective and experience level. But also, I feel like the subject kind of ties on a little bit of the topics that we touched on in the last episode, where we're talking about kind of this changes to the the space and the landscape and area that we're operating, not just what's happening within the walls of a business. So when it comes to e-commerce SEO and where is it heading, I think one of the places that we have to focus and spend time is the overall experience that Google's serving in this space. 100%. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there, Tyson. I, I was lucky and fortunate to get to get a lot of experience during my time at Shopify, where I led the organic growth team. So very SEO focused and 
we, we also spent some time on looking at the product. You know, Shopify has over 2 million merchants. So it was a pretty, pretty in-depth look into what e-commerce looks like from the inside out and from the outside in. And one of the, the, the most biggest changes in e-commerce uh, is about to come from the SEO area. I'm going to go a little bit out on the limb here and say that I think e-commerce SEO is going to change significantly over the next 12 months if, if it hasn't already changed. There are a couple of things that change the dynamics of you know, doing SEO for e-commerce. And one of them is that, and this is probably affecting several uh, verticals, is that this idea of the top 10 search results is, is pretty much dead, right? So maybe to, to, to backtrack uh, for a second. So I think it started like last year when I was doing uh, some work in SEO and I accidentally, I was looking at some search results and I was looking at how many results there are. And I, I found that there, even on desktop, there were eight search results for a generic keyword, meaning a non-branded keyword on desktop, eight search results. And I was like, hmm, now that's interesting. I've seen this for brand keywords where sometimes Google even just shows four organic results. But I've never seen this for a non-branded keyword. And so I, I poked around a little more and realized, holy cow, actually, most of the search results don't even show 10 results on the first page anymore. And when I say 10 results, what I mean is 10 blue links, right? Like this, the classic organic results. I'm not talking about things like people also ask boxes, image carousels, right? Like that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the classic SEO results, 10 blue links. So those went away and uh, that shook me. I didn't have that on radar. And so I got in touch with uh, SimmerWeb and they provided me a data set of over 20,000 keywords in the e-commerce space um, that, that I put together. So these are highly searched for terms, some short heads, some long heads, all non-branded keywords. And what I figured is that actually the majority of search results doesn't show 10 blue links anymore. Actually, 43% of the time, so almost half the time, it's nine, result, uh, nine, nine uh, blue links. And then the next kind of most frequent results have eight blue links. And that's, I think, 15% of all search results. So that, was, that already is one fundamental change because it means that there's less real estate for brands to compete in. And at the same time, I also noticed that Google shows more SERP features. SERP features are things like image carousels, map integrations, direct answers, featured snippets. Google shows more of those for short head keywords. And short head keywords also are often keywords with higher search volume, right? So basically for keywords and topics that are higher in demand, Google shows more SERP features that directly answer what searchers are uh, looking for or, or brings them to a specific place faster. And all of that means that the classic 10 blue links get less clicks and less attention, which means that e-commerce brands need to rethink how they get attention and traffic in SEO. Yeah, so we, we have this kind of crowding or shrinking space that we're operating in. And so obviously Google's controlling more and more of that experience. I think there's no, there's no way to like look around it that they're obviously looking at Amazon and how does Google stay competitive in kind of like the space as a whole. So with the notion of, Hey, we're operating in a shrinking space or like landscape for it, how as SEOs can we kind of combat that? Like how do we, great, there's less leaking, maybe we're pushed onto page two. What's next for us? Like how do we, how do we respond to this? That's a million dollar question. And so the answer to the million dollar question is basically we need to rethink 
what an organic result means. And I already gave the answer a little bit away, right? So this classic thinking is Tableau links, and this is the only way I can compete. But reality is that with new SERP features, Google also opens up new playgrounds to compete in. So one example is that Google has started to show huge image carousels for keywords that have an inspirational intent. So something like emoji nails. Like I had no idea this existed um, before I dug into this, but apparently, you know, some uh, women and men like to paint when they get their nails done. They like to put little emojis on their fingernails. Uh, and so anyway, if, if, you, if you look for emoji nails, you get a huge image carousel. And there might be an intent, there might be a, a transactional intent somewhere down the line where people first seek inspiration, then they decide what they want, and then they might go out to buy, I don't know, like, like fake fingernails or make an appointment, right? with the nail spa. And so as an e-commerce company, you want to get away from this idea of saying, okay, let's just create, I don't know, a blog article about emoji nails. You might still want to do that, but what you want to definitely do is to create some really good graphics and photos with emoji nails to rank in this image carousel to get that traffic to your site. In fact, image carousels or video carousels can be great shortcuts to crack very competitive search results, right? If you cannot compete with blue links, maybe there's a way you can compete with an image or a video, at least in the short term. So this is the kind of new mentality and the shift that e-commerce brands need to make. They need to factor in all the possible playgrounds that Google shows in the search results and then develop strategies to, to rank on these, right? So we had a conversation about, about strategies that in the strategic definition would be a, a risk, right? Like the risk would be, hey, Google actually shows search, search features that take away clicks and attention from our classic blue links. And so the way to combat that or work around that is to say, okay, what do we need to invest or what resources do we need to maybe create super high quality graphics? And the answer could be to maybe hire a photographer, could be full-time or contractor or whatever, to create these super high quality images. And maybe it could also be, how can we set the background of these images apart so that it just creates a little more of an eye catcher in the search results? So these are all questions that e-commerce brands have to start thinking about if they haven't already and reformat their, their search strategies to not only focus on template links, but focus on all the other ways they can appear. That's a, a great point. And I think within e-commerce, there's going to be a variety of what the most significant elements are. And so I think really understanding what is the space that you're operating in currently, what's the keywords that you're looking at, what are the common elements that are being featured on those. And of course, we've already touched on it that this is not a static space. So the need to constantly revisit and kind of make sure that those are still prominent because of course it's going to be an area that Google's going to be testing iterations and it's not going to stay consistent. Oh, absolutely. I think, sorry to interrupt you there, but one point that I really want to make and that I want to bring across is that I think the e-commerce search results are going to be one of the most changing search results and verticals in SEO over the next couple of months, period. Some of the concepts and changes that Google already has introduced in that space are so significant that I would even say that Google changes from a search engine to a marketplace, right? Where you can... The search engine model was basically, okay, you appear in a search result and Google come, Google basically sends traffic to you that eventually converts and that's a, good, that's a good search experience in Google's eyes. The new marketplace model is basically, no, no, we're basically going to, we're, we're not going to send traffic to websites anymore. We're going to surface the best products that people are looking for. We're going to help them make the decision and we're going to check people out on Google, 
right? Like we're gonna, there's maybe there's gonna be one more step in between, but there's going to be a an experience where there's not gonna be a need anymore to click through to a website. And that completely changes the game. And I don't think anybody's ready for that, to be honest, but we have it coming. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I, I love that you brought it to that point. I was kind of hoping that we would we would get to this part of the conversation. But I, I really agree with that too. And I think a good kind of proof point of that is seeing what's happened within kind of like the free product listings where during the pandemic released, hey, we're doing something nice for small businesses and now you can give us your product information for free. And that to me was immediate kind of red flag of like, all right, what's what's the strategy here? But I think both within that aspect and also within like these different experiences, the more structured data that Google can gather on these products, the different experiences and things that they can bring into it. And so I think one thing that I've been hearing more about is with that move and that kind of direction that Google's going in, where does something like a product feed kind of fit into SEO? Because historically, it's been owned by paid team. But now there's kind of this increasing overlap between it. So it's like, are the product feeds something that should be on SEO's roadmap as far as things to dive into? Super smart observation, Tyson. And, and, and I totally, I, first of all, the answer is yes. And I totally agree with your observation. If you take a step back and think about Google's strategy, they're obviously, they want to compete closer with Amazon, right? Amazon is dominating search. And it's super important for Google to not give that out of hand because Amazon is also a search engine, a very large one added. And because Google, ha- sorry, Amazon has also built its own advertising business that has already topped $30 billion in annual revenue. And advertising is at Alphabet's heart. So there, there are a lot of pressure to regain dominance in e-commerce. And the merchant feed is so important because it delivers data, it provides Google data that they need to convince customers to shop on Google. And there are a few core pieces of data that matter mostly. Price, of course, including discounts and price drops, incredibly important. 
shipping time and shipping cost, that is one of the biggest differentiators between Amazon and Google, right? Like Amazon from for many decades has pushed to deliver products as quickly as possible, sometimes within an hour, which is sheerly insane. And Google has no way to compete with that, right? Google basically, uh, so there was this article, uh, I forgot what, what publisher published it, something along the lines of like the anti-Amazon alliance, right? And, and it used to include uh, Google and Shopify and maybe a couple of other companies. But the key point is that, that Amazon's logistics advantage is so big and strong that Google needs to basically force all the other players on the market to step up their game and improve faster shipping and, and lower shipping costs, right? And so that piece of information matters greatly for SEO because it is displayed in the search results. It's something that that users are looking for. And if you want to attain any type of traffic in, uh, through SEO, you need to be competitive in shipping times, return policy and price. Absolutely. And I I think within this conversation of e-commerce, like it's impossible to separate out those things like logistics. And as SEOs, we so often are like, yep, it's just how many keywords I have ranking and things like that. But the blending and the merging of these two worlds is, you know, it's always been there. But I feel like with this and this competition between, let's say, Google and company versus Amazon, is it's that much more because it's like, it's true. It's like Amazon, they invested heavily in the logistical side of things. And that has built up so much that it is a huge, huge advantage that they have in the space right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeff Bezos is an absolute genius, right? I would never bet against the man. There are a couple of people I would never bet against. Uh, he's, he's certainly one of them. And he, I think one of the most genius parts about Amazon is how early in the game he understood what customers most care about, right? Fast shipping, wide selection, low prices. And almost everything Amazon does is built on these strategic pillars, right? It's a very strategic decision to say, no, we want to provide the lowest prices. We want to have the widest selection. This, like, it, it seems logical now. It was not at the time. And uh, if you think about anything that Amazon has done, including Prime and AWS and, and all the other things, it all comes back to these strategic pillars and it holds strong to this day. And that's, in my mind, you know, one of the reasons for why Amazon was able to build such a huge advantage uh, when it comes to e-commerce. Absolutely. I think, and that also brings us right back to kind of strategy where we started the conversation. We left off the last one, but I think all those are really strong points. I think too, one of the big takeaways that SEOs should have from this is it is an evolving landscape to keep a focus on what's going on within the SERPs and what are the experiences that Google's serving for that. Make sure that your optimizations are outside of just content on the page. You're looking at those elements. You mentioned images early in the conversation, also the merchant feeds. And so we are needing to think of SEO or SERPs within e-commerce a little bit more broad. Totally, totally. Let's make this actionable. So a couple of things that, that e-commerce brands and companies can do. Number one, keep an eye on your click-through rates across the board. One thing that I noticed within this whole investigation of these 20,000 keywords is that click-through rates, especially on lower positions on page one, right? These like, like positions 8, 9, 10 that now appear less and less often. Click-through rates there typically tend to disappear. That's just going to help you to understand if you lose traffic, right? But your ranks seem stable. That's just going to help you understand why you lose traffic. Number two, pay a ton of attention to the merchant feed. There's a, a lot of information that Google 
likes to see today and will want to see more of in the future. It's incredibly important to have parity between the structured data you have on your site and the merchant feed. If you don't, that can make Google distrust the information on your site and your feed and all that kind of stuff. So avoid that. Number three is you want to look at the SERP features that Google displays for the keywords that you really care about. You can do that with all sorts of SEO tools from Ahrefs to SEMrush, similar web, Moz, right? I don't want to exclude anybody. I think all of them have some sort of SERP feature integration today. You want to look at how do these change at least month over month for the keywords you really care about and how does that affect your click-through rates? It's still a quite a bit of uh, manual work. I don't think any tool has figured out how to provide that in an easy way, but you can build that in sheets. Super important you keep track of that. And then three, something we already spoke about, but just think about what are the SERP features that Google shows that you can actually appear in and then formalize strategies to make that happen, even if you cannot perfectly understand the impact, right? Like I already mentioned, the, the data can be a little sparse. You might not always understand when you rank in a certain SERP feature. Common offenders are image carousels where you might see a huge jump in impressions for some of your pages, but you don't see any reason for, for why that is the case. So the, the key here to bridge that knowledge gap is to combine data from Search Console and your rank tracker of choice to see was there an increase in impressions and also certain SERP features that we ranked in. And they will then help you understand where the opportunities. Great advice and always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. That wraps up this episode of The Voice of Search. Thanks to Kevin Indig, Growth Advisor, for joining us today. If you'd like to get in touch with Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes, or you can contact him direct on Twitter, where his handle is Kevin underscore Indig. And also be sure to check out his website, kevin-indig.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.